What's going on, brother Maul? Hey, what's going on? Man, 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 can't call it, man. We can't call it, man. We back on this thing here. Say fella, say fella. That's good. How you been, brother? Man, been going good, man. Just uh, been moving around, man, but trying to get back up on this. So we doing good, brother. Can't complain about yourself. I'm sorry, I said it again. I said, can't. You've just been doing good, man. Can't complain, bro. Uh, you've been moving around, been busy working. You know that the life is, but man, uh, can't complain. How about yourself? I've been well. I've been blessed, brother. Blessed to see another day. Blessed to get another dollar. Amen to that. Amen to that. But all fan love and war, and in the world of sports, things change every day. You ain't lying. We got some things that are going definitely changing right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got a possible non-playoff MVP candidate. You know, <laughs> we have a skeletal replica running around. <laughs> Come back off injury. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a couple NFL topics to get to, but. You know, the first one I want to get to is this NFL draft. And, you know, they got a lot of speculation about who's going to go where, who's going to do this. And to me, you know, I just want to get your thoughts on. Clearly, we all know who's going to go number one, but the top five, give me a sleeper pick in the first round. And be a team in the for in the draft that cannot mess this up. Okay, okay. Uh, first off, I want to I'm gonna have to correct you right quick, brother. Uh, starting this off early, um, it's definitely not a, a foregone conclusion because it still is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they might mess up and uh, pick Justin Fields or something. But um, they should pick Trevor Lawrence. But we shall see. Um, my top five if I, in the first round, um, just a quick rundown right quick. I would say, of course, Trevor Lawrence, um, uh, Zach Wilson, then you got number three. I think the 49 is going to, excuse my language, I think they're going to fuck this up and go with Mac Jones. Um, I don't think he should be there. I think he should go Justin Fields, but I think they're going to go with the non-athletic, unmobile quarterback, but, you know, they feel like he can stand tall in the pocket. And number four, I think they're going to go with uh, Kyle Pitts. And okay. at five, and at five, I think uh, that's Cincinnati. I think they're going to go <sighs> tough one for me, but I'm going with the, the offensive tackle. P- Pinnell. Um, Pinnell, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, my sleeper player this draft to me, who I don't think is getting a lot of talk, they kind of they have rated him as the third best cornerback in the draft. Um, up and down, I'm going with Asante Samuel Jr. Man, I think Florida State. You know, he he's kind of falling down the draft boards right now. Uh, he's not getting a, a lot of love in terms of in, in, in reference to Patrick Sertain. Everybody's saying he's going to be a top 10 draft pick. Um, they're saying Santa Samuel might be a second round pick, but I'm looking at the tape on him, man. He looks good, fluid in his hip motion. 
He uh, takes the ball well in the air. He could cover well, man to man. Um, so he's my sleeper pick of the game. I think of uh, draft. I think he's going to actually be a very good player in this league. And the team I think can't mess this up. <laughs> to me, the team that can't mess this up. Okay. About the will is going to be. Jets, man. I think they gonna mess this up. They got two first round picks. You know, they got new GM, new coach. But to me, they still gonna be the same old Jets. They're gonna draft another quarterback. They're the first team to draft a quarterback in the top three within four years. You know, they got the 18th pick, I believe. They're gonna reach for somebody at that position. They just they just that management, that that ownership just can't build the team. Switch about you. Okay. Um, I'm going to piggyback off your first five picks. Um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. And one, I'm pretty sure they're going to go with Trevor Lawrence unless an act of God comes out and we find out he's an axe murderer. Um, and number two, <laughs> I think the Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. Um, at number three, I think the 49ers have come to their right minds and they're going to go with Justin Fields. Um, here's where I have differ from you at, right? Okay. I think at number four, Atlanta's going to trade out of that pick because as a team already, they're very talented, but they don't, at the top of the draft, all those players rated that high, they don't really need anybody. And you don't want to overdraft. I think they definitely need defensive back and linebacker help. So, I predict that they're going to trade out of that pick. Um, I don't know with who yet. Um, I think it's going to be someone who's going to try to jump up and maybe get Trey Lance um, before everyone else. But yeah, I definitely think that Atlanta's trading out of that pick. Um, and at number five, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to want to pair Joe Burrow with his college teammate, former roommate Jamar Chase and the reason I'm saying that is because one, I know that Kyle Pitts is a once in a generation pick talent, blah 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 this, that, and the third, everything else but he's a tight end and Cincinnati Bengals already have a very good tight end Um, but what they don't have is a dominant receiver on the outside and I think Jamar Chase um fills that gap very nicely to go to a player that I think is going to be very good in this draft that's a bit of a sleeper pick and I don't even know if he's a sleeper at this point Um, but I'm going to say Najee Harris I think Najee Harris overall speed and hands to contribute to any winning team running back of course, they've devalued the position to the point to where now he's going to go late in the first round. So now some lucky team that's already a playoff slash Super Bowl contending team is going to draft a running back who's ready to come in day one and take 15 to 20 carries a game, catch between five to seven passes, and has the possibility of leading your team in rushing yards and going over 1,200. I think to me, that's a huge thing. So, to me, the sleeper pick is Najee Harris because I think he's going to go to a great situation. 
Um, to go to a team, I think can't mess up this draft. I have a tie. Okay. Um, my first pick is the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Cowboys because Jerry Jones has an itchy trigger finger. And in recent days and weeks, he's been glowing over Kyle Rudolph for some reason. And it's like, bro, you already got three very good receivers, high-end receivers, pro football focus rated you as the number one receiver core going into next year. You don't need a tight end. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those times when Stephen Jones needs to tell his dad, take your, take your medication, sit back, and let's make an adult choice. Let's either go out and draft <laughs> draft JC Horn or wait till the second round and get a Santi Sandler's journey. I think those would be the smart moves, but I don't think Jerry can hold himself up too much. But really, my second team, I think can't mess this draft up for a different reason, and that's the Houston Texans. And I'm saying the Houston Texans because when they could have got top draft equity for Deshaun Watson, they didn't because they were trying to hold out for a better deal. They didn't want to get rid of him. He's the franchise. You can't find another player like that. And now all these accusations are coming out. And Deshaun's want Deshaun Watson's future, not only with the Texans, but in the NFL in general, because of the climate we're in, is very much at a standstill. We don't know what's going to happen next. So for that, I'm going to say the Houston Texans because y'all could have got full first round picks for them, but you want to be petty and stingy. So kick rocks. No, I can't. I can't do nothing but agree on that one. Um, I definitely agree with your uh, your points. Um, just kind of take it back real quick off the um, Najee Harris thing. Um, I think what team would you think he might fall to? Um, that's a good question. I think the team that's going to draft him. will probably be I can think of two teams on top of my head I can think of either New Orleans Saints yes and I can think of the Kansas City Chiefs and those because those are two teams that A yes the Saints already have Alvin Kamara and they have Latavius Murray you know as his pretty paid in laid out backup running back but at the same time Najee Harris player than Latavius Murray he gets put out wide he's a better route runner at this point he has better hands clearly Latavius Murray is going to be a better you know situational running back but Najee Harris offers more variety especially when Alvin Kamara comes out the game Najee Harris can mix it up a little bit um and I'm saying the Chiefs for the same reason but also because I think they showed last year they really like Clyde Edwards and Hilaire, but he needs a bigger back in the backfield with him to take some of that pound. And he's a little too small, especially in goal line situations. Um, now, to contrast as a running back, he and Najee Harris are both similar-ish players, but they're built different. Also, Najee Harris is better in the red zone, while Clyde Edwards Hilaire is better in the open field and better between the 20s so I believe the Kansas City Chiefs will be strengthening something and kind of I don't want to say correcting but 
they're trying to bolster what they did last year with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I can see that. Um, I can see that with the Saints. Um, I don't know about the Chiefs. I think they got some um, things got to improve on defense, linebacker wise, and as, as you saw in the Super Bowl, they definitely got to get the um, offensive linemen. Uh, you know, get that further uh, fortified. Um, I would say my two teams I would pick for him is Miami Dolphins because they have a stable back that are very unimpressive to me. Um, you try to get as much talent around uh, Tua as you can. Um, I think if, if I'm Miami, you know, with the first pick they have, I would go with possibly receiver. Um, okay. And then toward the end of that draft in the first round, I would go after, or they have a middle pick in the draft, excuse me, in the first round as well. Um, those two picks, the second pick in that first round, I would try to look at a guy like Najee Harris. Um, as you said, uh, all the points you said about him, big physical, but also can catch out the backfield. Um, and my second team, I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they lost James Conner free agency, even though he wasn't really that, that impressive. To me, uh, he, he, he just fit the Pittsburgh mold, and I can definitely see him going there uh, as well. Uh, perfect draft position, perfect situation, a winning organization. Big Ben can't do it anymore, uh, so maybe mm-hmm. he's to go to the ground and pound situation and rely on defense. Well, I can also see that. Um, I can I can definitely agree with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think. Like you said, that's a perfect mold and fit. Um, my only thing is, is that I've, Pittsburgh has shown us through their history, they think they can get a good running back in the later rounds. Yeah. They generally draft running backs in the first round. So I don't think they're going to necessarily target Najee Harris in the first, especially when, number one, they could, and this is what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to draft um Kyle Trask out of Florida with that late pick in the first and I'm going to tell you why he has a similar build not quite as stocky as Big Ben but they definitely need a successor and the way the manager and the owners spoke about Ben Roethlisberger this offseason it doesn't seem like they're willing to renew that license on the marriage so I I think they're going to go with Kyle Trask because it's a bit more of a position of need but I can see you going but I'll tell you someone who I've been looking in every mock draft I see from all the Mel Kuypers and Tom McShane of the world and Colin Cowherd the guy who I see slipping that I don't understand is Devontae Smith all Devontae Smith did last year <laughs> was the biggest receiving season in college football history won the highest with Nikov basically swept every award set a college the national championship game receiving record and only played in the first half I mean the dude was spectacular he was box office he was breathtaking and this isn't a shot at Jamar Chase it just seems like people like him better because he looks like a bit of a prettier girl at the ball you know right. he has better size faster better hand the arguable on the hands but I just like Devontae Smith's route running, his in and out route cuts, the way he pushes down the field, the way he separates at the top of his routes 
And yes, he doesn't have quote unquote track speed, but he does have great football speed. And we've seen him the last two years in Alabama going against better athletes and somehow always finding himself open, whether it be zone or man-to-man coverage. Hell, we can just go back to the LSU game the year before when he went against Derek Stingley. Granted, he was his freshman year, but Derek Stingley, if you watch him on film and you watch many other players in the country, Derek Stingley, when he runs the 40, is probably going to be a low 4-3 running cornerback. That's a fact. And Devontae Smith beat him separated himself, even beat him on a go route and wasn't caught from behind. That is a great team. And I think, yes, while I would understand Jamar Chase going over Devontae Smith, I feel like at some point people are overvaluing or overestimating how good some of these other players are going to be. Of course. Of course. And we do that every year. And that's, and that's the sad part about the NFL is some of these guys, you won't even hear about them until the draft season. So um, I think Devontae Smith, just to kind of we'll make one, one quick point, I'm going to tell him, if he falls to a team at the end of the first round like the Saints, um, shoot, even Kansas City, I can see even Kansas City making that because you, you, Sammy Watkins is on. The Saints, uh, they, they uh, let go of Manuel Sanders. Um, shoot, I can even see the Ravens. You know, making a pick like him. So, because the Ravens are solid on defense, they got a running, they got running backs, they got you know, offensive line is pretty good. So, those are three teams I, I would look at if he falls to the end of the draft. I could definitely see Devontae Smith going there. One of those teams. Yeah, well, I don't think he's gonna fall quite that far, but I just see a lot of, a lot, and I see him falling out of a lot of people's top ten. And I remember right after the national championship game, pretty much everyone said, all right, he's going to be a top five pick, especially with this class, everything oh, else. Yeah. Saw Jamar Chase run a 4-3-8 and cone drills and put up 22 on the bench press, and they said, damn, she fine. You're going from the, the guarantee right here, damn near, to... Damn, exactly. You look good walking past. You know what I mean? Like, damn. You know what I mean? You're losing your mind. I definitely agree with you on that one, bro. But I definitely agree. All right. So, off the NFL draft, what do you think about the division winners this season in NFL? Who do you, who do you have pre-draft? Remember, this is pre-draft, pre-draft. Out of the four divisions, out of the four divisions in each conference, who do you have winning each? All right, so let's start with uh, the AFC South. Um, to me, that's easy. I think uh, it's going to come down to the coach to me. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Carson Wentz, I, don't, I think he's going to cut down the turnovers better. He, he knows uh, the coach. You know, they had a, a previous history. Um, very talented team on both sides of the football. And I think all he has to do is just cut down the turnovers. And that's a division that could win. I mean, Texans are in flux. Jacksonville's rebuilding. In Tennessee, I just I can they had that one good season, but prior to that they had what three or four consecutive nine and seven seasons. I don't really trust them. I think the coach gonna win that division. Um AFC East. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Um it's a hard pick for me because I, I I I really think that Miami could win it, but I just don't know enough about Tua to lead okay, that team. Man. I have a pushback. I okay. have 
of pushback. Mm. My pushback is in the AFC South. Oh, okay. Here come the bullshit. Here come the bullshit. Come on. Yeah, here come the bullshit for them Tennessee Titans. <laughs> you just gonna discount <laughs> that quick. That quick, you just gonna discount King Henry. I can't yeah, believe Because I've seen him get stopped too many times. When they get when they do it. If, if they stop him from running the ball, you can't, you, you really trust Ryan Tannehill? I trust Ryan Tannehill to hit wide open six foot four receivers. Oh. Trust. I trust him to hit six foot four receivers who run four four forties. That's what I trust. He has one receiver. He has two receivers. Corey Davis is Ooh. a good receiver. receiver. Corey Davis was Corey. Congested all season. They gonna draft somebody. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. There, there's a contrarian in you. You don't want to listen. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're recording this podcast. So I come back to this and. Go ahead, rub your face later on. Go ahead. Okay, okay. When they draft, when the Titans go out and they draft Jalen Waddle, I don't hear you say nothing. I don't hear you say nothing. Okay, see now, now you, now see now you're burning fire. Okay, see now you want to burn the wood with the fire. Okay, so if Jalen Waddle somehow makes it to the Titans, then I, no, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm going with the Colts. <laughs> nah. Nope. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be bullish too. I'm going with the Colts. I don't. I don't see how you go with the Colts, especially with the way Carson Wentz has played the last two years. He's in the bottom he half. Didn't of have, he didn't have an offensive line. Yeah, and Tom Brady didn't either with the New England Patriots, and yet he still got up to the playoffs. Oh, but that's in the AFC East. I mean, come on, man. You can't compare the two. I can't compare you who was in the clown division last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kept taking turns putting on the Hong Kong nose and shit. You know, a water yeah, you, just hate the, you just hate you just hate the NFC East. Let's just be real. No, no, I don't think Carson Wentz is very good. And I think saying that relying that you're relying on Carson Wentz is a, is a recipe for disaster. Especially he hasn't shown me anything since that quote unquote MVP season to oh, maybe. Yeah, uh, don't remind me. Philadelphia fans still living on that right now. Yeah, now unless you're, unless you're gonna tell me that um you're 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 counting on the Colts defense to step up, which they're a very good defense. They have talent, but I don't see them as you know they can carry a fucking team to the division win. They don't have to carry a team. They don't have. But, they got the offensive line and the running game. I think Taylor's yeah, gonna be also, good. Yeah, but they also gotta give it to him. Wins. Here you go. Give you an interception. Give you a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a start because I got a concussion last week. <laughs> At practice. But yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm sticking with my pick, man. You know, you got to put, we got, we got to put a case on this. Coach, go ahead and give it to Jacoby Brissett. I'm out. But you you talking fine and everything, yeah, but I feel like I mm-hmm. look, he's talking about his head, but he grabbing his chest. You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> and I also got a pushback on the AFC East. I know, I know that you picking Buffalo because they won the division last year and they look good the year before and they won a division. No, they went to the playoffs the year before. But I think this I think the Miami Dolphins are gonna make it. And I'm saying that because I think 
Tua, one, is going to be fully healthy. Second, he's going to have a full year in the offense. He's going to know every, all of his responsibilities. Third, I think that Brian Flores is clearly the second best coach in the division, has probably the second best talent, and also, and this is my big also, I don't trust Josh Allen. I mean, what else he had to prove to you, bro? That you can do two years in a row. Year? No, he just has to prove he can do it two years in a row. See, see, Josh Allen to me, like he's just Carson Wentz with a big arm. He looked real Carson, good. Wait, wait, but Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. I said, geez, I said, Josh, Josh Allen is Carson Wentz with a bigger arm. Oh, a bigger arm. Okay, so they both turn over prone. They like to throw their body around to the defense. And they get yeah. distracted. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now, one thing working in his favor is he has a legit number one in Stephon Diggs, but yeah. I just don't believe in him. I don't believe in him. He got to show me again. So, unless he shows me again, I'll take the team with the better coach. I think the beat team with the better coach and the better defense, especially when I saw Y'all get dog walked up and down the field with the Kansas City Chiefs. And yes, we can talk about how, how bad Tua is and everything else, but despite Tua not being that good, that Miami offense stayed close against those Kansas City Chiefs. Which is a tribute, which is a tribute to their defense. But I'm not, to the defense is a tribute to the defense and to the coaching. Cause they shouldn't have been nowhere in that game. <laughs> That's true. All right. Next division is what? The AFC North. Who you got? AFC North. I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. The Packers. I mean, the, the Bears, they ride with Andy Dalton. The AFC North. AFC. Uh, excuse me. AFC North. I'm sorry. I said, I said AFC. Sitting over there drinking AFC on that North. one. You know what I'm saying. Let <laughs> I me mean, correct you. It's moonshine. But um, <laughs> AFC North. Fuck it. I'm just going to pick them. I'm going with Cleveland. They got too much damn talent. I'm going with Cleveland. They got too much talent to not be to not win that decision. They got a defense, which I think they're going to improve with a, a draft pick. They got guys returning back to on their secondary. They got an offensive line together. They got a running game. They got receivers. There's no more excuses. If Baker cannot lead this football team, I keep hearing all this pushback from Cleveland fans. If he can't lead this football team, then he's not the team. He's not, he not the quarterback for them. I think Pittsburgh's going to take a step back. I think Cincinnati still has some improvement to do on the defensive side. And I also think that the Ravens, it'll be a neck and neck thing. But uh, I'm going with Cleveland. They got the Devion Carney. They got, you know, uh, what's the other defense in the name? Uh, Miles Garrett. How you forget? How you forget nah. Miles Garrett? But remember, or remember Mister Pro Second this year. It's the moon. See, but, see, um, now I got to jump in right there because this is where you've been arrived. First of all, you picking the Cleveland Browns, right? Right. And you're picking the Cleveland Browns. Why? Tell me a definitive reason why. 
talent. I think the talent, I think the coaching is good. Kevin Stefanski is a good coach. He proved that last year. And I think what they're going to do is, I hate to say it, but I think at the beginning part of the season, they're going to do game and go with help them win and get them to the playoffs, taking the ball out of Baker's hands. They're going to run the ball with both their running backs, with the pound in submission. And when they get that lead, they got pass rushers to get to your quarterback. I mean, it's a simple formula. And I think they got a secondary that's pretty good enough with, with Denzel Ward. I think Green Williams could be better. Um, so they got guys in that secondary that can be good players. I think they draft a good linebacker in the middle that can not only play the run, but a couple side on the sideline. Kind of like in the mode of hopefully a guy like, I don't think they have a guy like this in the draft yet, but I have to see what happens. But a guy like Devin White, if you, have, if you find a guy like Devin White in the draft this year, I don't see why they, I don't see why they don't win this division. Here's my problem with you saying talent is the reason. Okay, who has the best player in the division? Ravens. Who has the best coach in the division? Ravens. Who has the best culture in the division? Okay. <laughs> see, Ravens. Okay. Okay. Ravens. So I I go by the rule of threes. Okay. Mm. You hear something, you see something. And you read something. That's how you know something's a sign. They have the best receipt player in the division, clearly, in Lamar Jackson. They have the best coach, not so clearly in John Harbaugh with Mike Tomlin there, but I'll edge to John Harbaugh because he's more consistent. They have the best organization, clearly, because the Steelers just put up with any old thing. And I see new Ozzie Newsome over the years has created a definite culture of accountability with the Ravens to where no one would act up like that. So, yes, I know the Ravens have their flaws. They don't have any real receivers right now. Their defense, while very good, needs a little help on the front end. Um, And they definitely need some help at the tight end and running back positions with premium players. But they know who they are. They know what they're going to do. And they know how they're going to do it. Whereas if I look at the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns, number one, this is a make it a break it year for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has to prove that he deserves a bigger contract, that he deserves an extension, he deserves the money and investment of a franchise quarterback, while also putting a premium on winning. And if we've seen anything the last two years, the way the Cleveland Browns win is by taking the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands. So you cannot serve two masters. You cannot see if Baker Mayfield is a franchise quarterback while trying to maintain and win at the same time. Because with the moves they're making in the offseason, they're telling you we want to win now. But these moves are also to help Baker Mayfield. You see what I'm saying? Of course. They're doing, they're trying to feed two beasts off of one plate. And my problem is at some point, the beasts are going to bite each other and it's going to be a fight. So, no, I'm going to go with the team that I know is going to do everything that I expect them to do. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens to go 12-4 this year, win this division. Cleveland Browns going to finish 10-6, make the playoffs and get smacked around in one round. Uh, hold on, don't forget the extra game they're playing this year. So what, 13-4 or 12-5? Yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm going to go 13-4. Okay. Let me get okay. the ball. 
I gotta give you a little pushback real quick. I gotta give you a little pushback real quick. Ravens yeah, push- have a good running, have run, have have a good running back. Uh, from the kid from Ohio State from last year, I gotta give you. Can't, I can't let you go with that. Say it again. Talking about J.K. Dobbins, who's very inconsistent. He's a rookie last year. I think he's gonna be better this year. Hey, well, let me ask you this: In recent memory, do running backs generally get better? Or do they either stay the same or get worse after their rookie years? On recent well, history, they get better. You think they get better? Got better. What uh, about Ezekiel? Ezekiel got better. Come on, Ezekiel Elliott's numbers have consistently gone down since his rookie year. <laughs> but is he all for average? Saquon Barkley. His shit went down after he got paid. Ezekiel Elliott shit went down after he got paid. Saquon Barkley. Go to Ezekiel Elliott's career totals. Career like yards. His yards per game have gone down, have declined every season since his rookie year. Yeah, his yards per game. But what is his total yards after the season's over? Well, I don't want to go to Tory because he because he was suspended for six games one season, and also even and also even if we say total yards, they've all still gone down because the yards per game have gone down. I mentioned the yards per game because he was suspended for those six games one season, so that helps him. If we go to total yards, really, that really messes him up. But yards per game gone down consistently over the years. Running backs, I'm not saying they necessarily get trash or get worse, but what they get better at is almost is to to extend their career. It doesn't make them more elite intrinsically. Now they'll get more carries, but that doesn't mean they got better. It just means that the team recognized, okay, you are a bell cow, you are what waters lawn. Let's make sure you get fed. So do you think that Elvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey are anomalies because they, they, they use them as more receivers as well? Or do you just think that it's just one of those things where it's just a blip in the radar because of those two? I think those two, calling those two running backs is like calling Steph Curry a point guard. Right, you can't. Like he's a point guard in name, they're running backs in name, but you still split them out wide. They still are expected to catch about seven, eight hundred, have seven, eight hundred receiving yards a season. Like they're expected yeah, yeah. to be that offense. Like it's not just okay. You gonna get twenty five carries? No, you you gonna get maybe eighteen to twenty carries, and we gonna make sure you get seven, eight catches in open field, one on one defender. That's how we're going to design this offense. We're going to get playmakers in space. Which is so, also why, which is also why, not to cut you off, which is also why second year thing, you know, Najee Harris wants to play like New Orleans. The way yeah. Kamara, so I exactly. But to me, like, that doesn't hurt Kamara. It just helps him because he doesn't have that much wear and tear, especially right. when he gets the right. But. We both picked the division. Clearly, I picked the right team. But let's get to the next division. <laughs> okay. AFC uh, do we West. Say, do we need to say who will win the AFC West? I mean, do we need to say it? Or can we just skip this? Do we need to say it? Do I have to say it first? 
<laughs> I mean, we'll just, we'll just do it for the viewers. I mean, go, go ahead. I mean, I'm, 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 I agree with you. Go ahead. It's pretty clearly that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to win the AFC West. You know, they got John Gruden. <laughs> you got John Gruden. They got Yeah, let me go ahead and get that crack pipe out your hand. All right, so the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. Okay, let me let me just say this because uh, the Las Vegas Raiders should they should they, I want them to win that fucking division so bad. Don't tell me nothing about Denver. I don't as long as they got your boy quarterback. Um, I can't even think of his goddamn name. Uh, Drew Lock, excuse me. No, he's that quarterback. They ain't winning shit. He's too inconsistent. Um, and the Chargers, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, they have a new coach. I think they're still going to be rebuilding that team. And I think Derwin James somehow will get hurt again. But the Raiders, shit, I want the Raiders to win that division so bad. But along with the Chiefs, yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you all the pushback. Yeah, the Chiefs gonna win. Let's let's not get ourselves. Chiefs gonna win the division. They gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna predict they gonna go 15 to two loss to But um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, 15. They gonna take two losses to the Raiders and uh, beat everybody else. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Nation. <laughs> Anyway, so let's go sashay over to the to the NFC where we have a little more clarity and go to the division that there's a clear winner in. Um okay. the NFC East. The yeah, NFC East. Uh why you put that fucking shit first? <laughs> NFC East. I wanna go with Fuck. Come on. Who winning this is I'm going with the Giants. The Giants? Why are you going with the Giants? Yeah. Their defense carried them last year. They didn't I think their defense has gotten strengthened throughout the offseason. Um, and I think offensively, they give it. There's no, it's the same situation like with Baker Mayfield. They're doing the same thing with Daniel Jones. They got Saquon should be back healthy. They got the tight. They got another tight end. They got Kyle Rudolph. And they still got um, Evan, uh, Evan, uh, Evan Ingram at tight end. They got uh, Kenny Galladay in you know, free agency. You know, they have all those other guys at receiver who play roles well, especially last year. Uh, Sterling Shepard did pretty good. I think he's a very good side receiver. Um, I believe Golden Tate is coming back. I'm not sure. I just double check that. But Dang. the offensive line they're going to improve. That's, um, that's something I think is a strong, going to be a strong suit for them in the offensive line. So, there's no excuses to Daniel Jones. He's everything around him. And he it's another I think it's a make or break year for him as well. This is gonna be year three. They're gonna look for him to be better. I think that uh Coach Judge is a very good coach, pretty good coach. The defense is gonna be good, good. It'll be in every game they play. It's up to Daniel Jones. And I think that he if he can play monetarily well, you know, cut down the turnovers, especially the fumbles, I think they can win that division. I'm gonna have to go with the Washington. We don't have a names, and I'm only going with them. Fuck because... no. 
I'm going with them because they have two things no other team in the division has. They have yeah, a real coach. First round pick on the defensive line? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they me. have so. a real head coach. And they have an organization that is going in one direction now that they have a real head coach. So, yeah, thank God. Hopefully, Dan's going to come fuck this up. He will, but, you know. <laughs> he will. They don't have a quarterback, though, man. They don't have a quarterback. You, you believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick? I don't, but I believe in Ron Rivera and what he's building out there. And the fact that last year he told him, boys, we win in the division. I don't care if we go in the first round and lose. We're going to win the division because that's what winning teams do. They win no matter what. And I like that he Hell instilled yeah. that. And they, and and they, the they, they came up to this call. I'm going to be real. Every other team in the division is two big question marks. Dallas Cowboys don't have a coach. Don't even mention that. Mike McCarthy is a clown. Jerry Jones still doesn't know how to get out of the way. They have the best quarterback in the division, but at this point, it's kind of by default because Washington doesn't have a team, doesn't have a quarterback. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts, but he's a very unproven commodity. And the Giants have Daniel Manning. I mean, I'm sorry, Daniel Jones. (laughs) He was like the law. He like Eli Manning's lost twin or some shit. He does. He really does. You like somebody put Eli Manning's DNA in a tube and was like, I'm trying to get a, another Eli to New York and they messed it up some kind of way. Right, but anyway. took it all up and just dropped the shit. But, you know, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm about to say something, but I don't want our viewers to get offended. No, fuck it. You know, he like he missing the crumble. But, you know, it, 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 it's right there. You know? Well, <laughs> Oh, to push back, Eli looked like he was in a couple crumples on. Exactly. So if he, if, if Daddy missing a couple crumples on, it's only right that the son gonna miss even more. So fuck it. It is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing about Washington. I think they might trade up and get a quarterback. I can see that happening. Uh, yeah, but that's a lot of spaces to come up and a lot of draft capital to give up. And I don't think Ron Rivera wants to do that. Not right now, anyway. Okay. But I think I got Washington winning, I'm, and I'm not positive on that at all. Dak Prescott could also come out and throw a fucking field day on everyone and, and smoke the division. But I think I'm going to just go with Washington and their defense because they actually have a defense. All right. Very good defense. If they trade for Bridgewater, hey, I'll get behind it. But let's uh, go to NFC North now. NFC North, who you got? Man, without a doubt, Packers, easy. Come on. Packers, easy. Um, I don't think there's any too much to go back and forth about. Best quarterback, best coach, best culture. Hell, even the only quarterback to win the Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears said the best organization he played for was the Packers. So mm. let's, not, let's not belabor the point. Let's get to the NFC West. Where I think we're gonna have a dog fight at. Ah, yeah. I I I won't second that because here's the thing for me. I wanna <laughs> but I wanna Thank say you. the Rams. Because I think Matthew Stafford is in the situation. I mean, his coach just doesn't lose. 
I think their defense is going to be good. They got skilled position players. They might get another running back. He has everything he never had in Detroit. And he still has a very good arm. He's going to have time for the ball. But on the second hand, I want to pick the 49ers so damn bad. I think they're gonna come back healthy. Got got Nikki Bosa coming back. Got the defense line gonna be strengthened. Their team's gonna be healthy. I just don't know what the hell they're gonna do with that fucking with the third pick. Are they gonna go for you know a new quarterback? Or are they gonna you know? I mean, there's no doubt they're gonna go for a quarterback, but just we don't know who. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and sit the Rams. I don't think that okay. um, I don't think the Cardinals are ready yet. I think the Seahawks they don't do enough on defense with Russell Wilson. So I'm going with the Rams. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going with the Cardinals. Oh my God. I'm going with the Cardinals. Um. I don't know what it is. Everything else I can give you an explanation for. I just I like Kyler Murray, and I, I think like this year, I, this year I think he doesn't get dinged up. Um. I like some of the moves they made on defense, bringing in a veteran like JJ Watt. Um, to add that veteran presence, even if he is the player he used to be, I like that. Um, and I just, I don't know. I got a feeling the Cardinals, if they don't win the division, they're they're definitely gonna make the playoffs. But I'm just gonna be ballsy and, and go ahead and go ahead up and, and say I'm picking on the winning division. Okay, okay. See, if I had to go the the, the order of that of that division, I see how it's gonna play out. I think it'll be Rams, Cardinals. 49ers and I think Seahawks gonna be at the end because I because they get what? Yeah. I think at some point in time Who? If they don't start good, I think Russell Wilson getting traded becomes a possibility. Son, let me tell you something. They're not gonna trade that self. But anyway, uh <laughs> Anyway, let's go. Oh, man. Last but not least, NFC South. And I, I know we're going to have an argument here because we had a, an argument off, off camera. So, who do you have winning the division? <sighs> to me, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Patriots. Oh, I mean, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Excuse me. Uh, oh, okay. And, um, I mean, it, it, it. Tampa Bay winning? Yeah, there you go. Tampa Bay. Well, let me tell you who I have winning. I have... Let me go ahead and pick this crab pipe out your hand. Go ahead. I already put it down. I've already mm-hmm. put it down. Okay. I'm picking the Saints. I'm picking the Saints. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to fall out the chair. The, 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 the residue of the crack is hitting me now. Uh, and the Saints, and, and you not gonna you not gonna expect this record. I'm picking the Saints to go thirteen and four. Is that wrong? That motherfucker no, wrong. I, 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 I gotta check your Earl Grey tea today because you dripping. I don't think thirteen I'm and four. Look, man, yeah, I know we both from New Orleans. I know we both from New Orleans, but uh, nah, man. Mm. And I got the and I got Tampa, Tampa Bay going to eleven and six. Mm-hmm. First of all, 
I like the the Saints organization is just better than Tampa's organization. First of all, second of all, Tom Brady. People keep getting hit. Motherfucker gonna be forty five this year. I'm never picking a forty five year old quarterback to win a division. I'm not picking a forty five year old quarterback to drive down the out his glasses, let alone win a fucking NFC South. Under <laughs> for nobody see. Yeah, yeah, they won a Super Bowl last year, but let's not forget against war against the Washington football team, they got a lot of officiating against the Saints. It literally took Drew Brees giving the game to them in the entire second half, along with Jerry Cook. Against the Packers, it that took against the Packers, it literally took swallowing their whistle for the entire game. Don't remind me. Oh my so, god. Yeah, they got really lucky last year. Let's not act like they're just some all knowing all seeing team that just dominated. And then in this offseason, all they've been doing is talking. Especially Devin White and Levante David. And let me tell Levante David for something. Number one, nobody knew what you even talked sounded like before this offseason. Nigga, you could walk down the street and I wouldn't know who the fuck you was. You want a Super Bowl and you can shut up. Devin White same thing before this season granted he was a really good player coming out of LSU but the knock on him coming out was you freelance too much and he freelanced a hell of a lot last year and he got beat a hell of a lot because he was out of position and the problem with people like him is winning only validates their foolishness so he talking about the Kansas City Chiefs were a cocky team. Motherfucker, you was a, y'all were a cocky team. You literally played cover two shell an entire Super Bowl because you quote unquote just knew that they were a cocky team and they was going to try to go downfield. Now what if That's they cocky just, in itself. Yeah. Now what if they would have just said, fuck it, we just going to start running down your throat. Which I did. And the Chiefs were winning that way. They were moving the ball that way. That, that was the part that was frustrating with that game, but yeah. I, I, and, I, I, and, not, go ahead. and not to, to, to get off it too much, but I think Tampa has, just like I thought last year, they got too many weapons. They got too many people they want to try to feed. That Tom likes. That everyone needs to get the ball. Hell, Mike Evans, even though he's an unselfish wide receiver, the motherfucker's still a diva wide receiver. You don't argue with Marshawn Lattimore and getting the fights with motherfuckers on the field. You're not somewhat of a diva. So I don't play all that. I think Tampa comes back down to earth. Somebody smacks them in the mouth and they go 11 and 6. I I, I guess. I mean, I think uh, just to get a little pushback on your point about the two main options, I don't think Antonio Brown coming back. So that opens up, uh, you know. What is that? They still have Cameron Braid, OG Howard. Um, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Um, they just signed uh, Giovanni Bernard. They still have Mike Evans, Jones and they still have because they're retarded. <laughs> they still have Mike <laughs> Evans, and they franchise Chris Godwin. What are you talking about? For some golf off reason. I don't know why they franchise this. And that's I'll not even go. me. That's not even me mentioning the fact. They still have Scotty Miller and they mm. still have Tom Johnson, both of whom Tom Brady liked to go to on third down. Right. Especially third and long with Scotty Miller. I've taped more now. 
so yeah, there's such a thing as too many weapons. Well, I'll just say this real quick as, as, as we finish this up. So, let me just ask you one question. So, you don't give the Falcons <laughs> or the Panthers a chance? <laughs> I, give, I give the Falcons a chance to not get a top 10 pick next year. And I give... <laughs> what about the Panthers? I mean, they got Sam Donald now, man. You gotta, I mean, he's going to come in there. Saying. Uh, Sam Donald, I'm leaving the Panthers out of it because I don't know what Sam Donald gonna look like, and I can't pick him to go eight and eight no more. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pick him to go eight and nine. Oh, that's terrible. We shall see, brother. We shall see. Well, as we leave the NFL behind, now uh, we're gonna kind of go in the NBA, man. I just wanna, you know, speaking of not knowing how they're gonna look different things right there. You're talking about winning streaks and all that other type of stuff. Um, a lot of people come into the season I think over-evaluated uh, a particular team. A team that we both like. <clears throat> and now they're sitting up there going crazy all about them. But um, the Pelicans, man. A uh, team I like. Uh, I love Zion. I think he's doing great things. But, uh, you know, I think uh, the coach they had Coming into the season before, from the season before, they were very lazy. It was a young, lazy team. You know, they didn't really want to play defense. That showed this year. That, I mean, the defense is terrible. The offense is very good, but the defense is terrible. Uh, again, the injury bug has hit them. Uh, what do you thought about the Pelicans, man? I think the Pelicans, two big things. One, their youth is showing because. Some of the games they lose, they just lose in inconceivable ways. Like the Pelicans are inventing ways to whip their own ass. First, you know, foul on inbounds by Derrick Rose, and even the team tracking down when you have double digit lead in the second half. I mean, it, it's just inexcusable at this point. Like, it's not even youth, it's laziness, it's sloth. That's a fucking sin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of my issues. My second issue. And this is a bit of a small issue. I think I don't think Stan Van Gundy is the right coach. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, his message isn't resonating. For whatever, I don't know. I'm not saying I know why. I'm not. There's a definite. I'm just saying for some reason they ain't listening. To him. They look at him and they say, "Get your punk ass out my face." See. See, and that's why I got to give you the pushback. At. I think he's the right coach. I just think that they need to get, they need to change up the makeup of that team. I think, you know, if you want to go with Brandon and Zion, I'm kind of on the fence with Brandon right now. He can't move without the ball. He doesn't play very good, consistent defense. He's above that. He, he's average to above average at best on defense. And if his shot ain't falling, he just start jacking up threes. You know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, if you would tell me that, hey, the Washington Wizards are saying, look, we'll make a trade with you for Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill, excuse me. Uh, if you give us Brandon Ingram, Bob Brandon, I mean, because <laughs> to me, it's not a question. It's not a question. You know, um, I think Lonzo, yeah, he, his numbers look better this year. Uh, again, he got hit with the injury bug. You know, and he had to work his way back in the rotation, but he's so inconsistent 
And if he thinks he's going to get 20 million a season from the Pelicans, I just don't see it. Um, I think a team like New York, the New York Knicks are going to give him that. And I think the Pelicans should do a sign trade, get some defensive players, Dream D players off that Knicks roster. And and uh, also I heard about the Chicago Bulls wanting them as well. So sign trade. I think you mentioned uh, Kobe White getting him back in a trade uh, coming off the bench. You know, being that spark plug that, you know, coming off the bench for the Pelicans, that'll be nice and some other pieces. Um, but the whole makeup of the team is just all, as it's always been, it's all fucked up and looking crazy. You know, you got Zion at the four, you went and got Steve Adams and extended him, but then in the late games, you take him out the game. I'm seeing games we only play 26 minutes, you know, and then you wonder why you need to get offensive rebounds late in games. You're getting killed in the paint late in games. Um, so, I think he's the right coach. I just don't think they have the right players. Um, I think they, they they got a couple good players. Um, Kira Lewis, um, and Taylor has had a walk. It's going to be good, I believe. Uh, I think they need to re-sign a guy like James Johnson, uh, Wes Windu. You know, deep, those are defensive guys. You know, Jackson Hayes improved this season. So, um, I think you got to reconstruct that team next season. And I think they'll be better. And I just want to make this last point. And I'm turning it back over to you. There was a stat that was put up on ESPN. If you take out the last three minutes of games for the Pelicans, you could flip their record. They would, they would be 34 and 23 right now. That was before these last two games. That's absolutely ridiculous. Which would mean they would be in the thick with top four in the West right now. They're just lazy. They can't play defense. And like you said, they, at times, it's the youth. But they're just a lazy team, man. Lazy. Um, I think it basically comes down to, like I said, I give Stan Van some blame. I give their youth some blame. I just think, especially with this pandemic season, I think they didn't have enough of the right veterans. They had Steven yeah. Adams out there, but Steven Adams can only do so much. Like, or I, I what he want to do, beat him up there, beat up everyone in the locker room. They're lazy on defense, lazy on their rotations. And at this point, I don't even want to watch them anymore this season. Even though they're fun to watch, like, this is, it's watching, like watching a, a, a sad movie. You know they can find it. Why not be surprised? Exactly. I mean, you got to keep watching Eric Bledsoe lose his assignment. Like, I tell you, man, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. The fact that he said the reason he didn't file Derrick Rose was because he wasn't paying attention. And you're a veteran in this league? That's all I need to know about that dude. He got to go. Yeah. He got to go, and he got to go with a quickness. But also, like like I said, it's like, like they either gotta talk to Stan or something because something he he's too good of a coach overall for his message not to be resonating. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he needs I don't veterans I, on that team. Yeah, he needs veterans and not some old boo the fool veterans who trying to come off the bench and score 15 points so they can get a two year right, 30 right. million contract next year. Mm-hmm. He needs veterans who try. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Trying to work, 
play hustle hustle in the mud and do little things and show the other so the younger players how to how to win games they need a culture changing which is why i thought it was gonna perfect when people were talking about trading lonzo to the clippers i would have traded the clippers for uh for patrick beverly patrick beverly hell is yeah. a coach. hell yeah players gonna do the little things we're gonna take up for the teammates we're gonna get in the mud that's the type of player you want who you need to be learning from Drew's good. Drew's a veteran, but Drew Drew isn't a he's a great defensive player, but he not a he not a I gotta eat how I gotta eat type of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's go to Steph Curry's 30 point streak coming to an end real quick. What oh, you what you thoughts on it? I thought on it, man. Uh you know, Steph's a great player. Uh he broke Kobe's uh record for uh ten straight games. Of a player of 30 points or more by a player 33 or older. Uh, where he, left, he, he, he stopped at 11. He uh, lost tonight against Washington. Four point loss to Washington Wizards. A great player, man. Great player. Great streak. Uh, my only thing with it is, man, they're 29 and 30. Uh, you know, and with that little big. Is he an MVP candidate? He is, but he's not top three. I see he he'd be top in the top five of the MVP candidate because he, he is doing everything he can to carry the team. But just their record, okay. man, they they're under five hundred. Well, I think he's an MVP candidate. I mean, I'm not gonna blame him because the team is one and seven wet on him. Hmm. So. I can't put all of the losing on him. When he was out, they didn't help themselves at all. They certainly didn't do what the Lakers are doing and at least being competitive trying to win games when that Lone Star was out. But Steph Curry, at this point, I think he's a, a solidified as a top 15 player all the time in NBA what? history. He's definitely <laughs> a top 15 player. Greatest shooter of all time. Um, there are only maybe twelve, relatively or better, who are who I put over him. Everybody after that is just kind of that's just opinion to me. Like this. Okay, so who's the three players that you say is up and down that you you would be like, okay, well maybe they're not better than him. What do you mean? Like all time, yeah, I mean, you said all twelve. Time? Okay, I, 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 I could guess the twelve, but. And that 15, when it comes down to 13, 14, 15, you have them probably at, what, 13, 14, 15? Who you have them I got him around 13. Um, I have him over. Um, who would play as putting that top 15? People putting that top 15. I have him over KG, Dirk Nowinski, Bill Walton. Um, Definitely have, Bill Walton. I have him over Jerry West. Um, I have him over um, Kevin McHale, um, yeah. Carl Malone, um, Charles Barkley, pretty much anyone who you put in that range. Charles now, Barkley. He was better than Charles Barkley. Like, come on. Let's not kid ourselves. Charles was an exciting <laughs> guy. He was an exciting player, but the round on the rebound didn't impact the game Steph Curry did. Steph Curry got little kids and pugs jacking up half-court threes because they're trying to be like Steph. 
let's not kid ourselves. The little light skinned dude can ball. Okay. I get it. And you get my What as a as a as a player? Yeah. Or as a shooter? As a player. Man, no, I know been, shooting, of course. He's been as, as but man, he clearly been. Reggie Miller could not touch that Curry. Reggie Miller can't touch that Curry. Oh my god! He said over KG. Easy, easy. I can see KG. I can see KG because I mean he he was the fast stuff in Minnesota, but yeah, I he clapped his hands and talked shit in people's ears, but he didn't have the impact on the game that Steph Curry had. Nah, nah. Okay. Um, speaking of impact on the game, um, we have a guy that makes a pretty good impact on the game. He's supposedly supposed to be coming back Thursday night, uh, Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, the team man in Tinseltown. <laughs> <laughs> what amazing injury for, for the next 15 games. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. You, bro, I thought they should just bring him back for the playoffs. I mean, I think they're rushing him back still. The Lakers are winning without him. I mean, you know, they're not winning like they were, you know, but they're winning game. They're competitive still. LeBron should be back soon. I don't think you need to bring Anthony Davis back. All I'm going to say is this. Anthony Davis already wasn't looking that good this season. If they bring that Tinseltown pencil neck head ass boy back before he's ready to come back, he's going to be hurt. He's going to be hurt. It's going to be the Kevin Durant shit. Yeah, it's going to be Kevin Durant shit. And I'm not saying it's going to be exactly that, but, like, come on now, son. Let's, let's not rush him back. Let's be patient. Let's 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 take this like he's an injury-prone player and rest him a little bit more. But I'm not worried about him coming back. Like, he going you know, to affect winning and like that. And even before he got injured, he was sitting up there pissing around, averaging fucking 22 points a game and shit, so... I ain't worried about the fucking He should be at the end of 30. And then he coming back against the Mavs. So nine times out of 10, he's going to be matched up against Porzingis. And Porzingis, every time he sees Anthony Davis, like he trying to light his ass up. So Porzingis might not play. So that, that's the only saving grace. Uh, I, I saw a, uh, a quote from Rick Carlisle saying that he um, they had to check with the training staff see he might play or, or not. So he might not play. So Anthony Davis is Achilles. Better hope he don't play. Because if not, he's going to be doing the fucking work. Yeah. And then, if he, I'll just say this last point. If if he's hurt for the rest of if he gets hurt, hey, man, goodbye to title. Oh. oh, yeah, that shit gone. That shit gone, especially if, if AD get hurt. Like, I know people like to say wrong team, but without Anthony Davis to give a full, they missed the fucking playoff. Simple exactly. as that. They were a garbage team. Um, speaking of teams that are kind of getting you know, garbage at one point, and now they're winning the regular season uh, championship, uh, I got to mention the, the Knicks. I see these New York fans going absolutely bonkers, losing their fucking mind. I mean, let them tell it. You know, I mean, they six games over 500. They're 33-27 with their eight straight win tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, New York fans. I mean, look, y'all top four seeds, last I checked. In the East, congratulations. I know they exceeded expectations. I like New York. Basketball is great when the Knicks are great, or good, or great, whatever. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, no, you let's not get ahead of ourselves. 
basketball is great with or without the Knicks. We had an entire decade of great basketball in the 80s and it was Knicks were fucking horrible. And nobody knew it. Fuck you. They got the pillow away in obscurity and the best basketball arena on earth. Best basketball arena on earth. And, and I'm going to address something else. A lot of people keep seeing Old Zion said Madison Square Garden was his favorite place to play in other than war and blah, blah, blah. Guess who else said that? Michael Jordan. Michael Guess Jordan. who else said that? LeBron James. Guess who else said that? Kobe Bryant. Kobe Will Bryant. Chamberlain, Kevin Durant. Ben Russell. Kevin Durant. James Harden. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Literally ever player that's touched a basketball and played at MSG. Yeah, they all say. But when all of them were free, just where did they not go? To the Knicks. New York. The only one who went to the Knicks was Amari Stoudemire, and he had on big ass goggles at the time. I'm pretty sure he figured he was turning with the Nets. <laughs> this is the Nets? Damn, y'all split y'all shit with him. <laughs> Damn, y'all colors look just like the Nets. <laughs> when y'all do a jersey change? Amaria, uh, this is the <laughs> Knicks, brother. The Knicks? Oh, I'm fucking hurt. You just pay me, fuck. <laughs> valid points, you know. But it's funny because we talk about the Knicks so much, but I don't hear too much about the Suns who are actually on a chair right now. But I can, um, I can, I can guess the reason why we don't hear too much from the Suns because we see so much of this from Chris Paul. He can lead these great teams, but when it comes to the freaking playoffs, he falls under pressure like a cheap team. Um... That's not where I was about to go. Where I think the problem with the Phoenix Suns is, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the problem with the Phoenix Suns is they're a West Coast team. And, this is a big and, they're not the Lakers. And the reason I say that is, when you think of the state of Florida, what city do you think of? Miami. Why not Tampa? Why not Orlando? Why not Jacksonville? Why not St. Augustine? Mm. You know why. All those cities are boring. (laughs) (laughs) When you think of the West Coast, what city do you think of? Oh, LA. You know why you don't think of Phoenix? Because Phoenix is full of soccer moms. (laughs) <laughs> you trying to, you know, do things. You go to Arizona when you got a family. You ain't trying to get no trouble. Right. Unless you're Darren Sharpless. But yes, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, I, I definitely agree. You know. Oh, I, you know I mean, I'm serious. Unless you're Darren Sharpless. I mean, because, I mean, he went to freaking New Mexico and got oh. God, I think it's a good time to wrap up right here before we get canceled. So, um... <laughs> but yeah, so we know what time it is with Phoenix. They'll make the playoffs and get bounced. But um, yeah, man, you can wrap it up here because I'm definitely trying to have a couple more shows. So, uh, brother, it's always good catching up with you. Well, before we go, before you go, I gotta get you quick thoughts. What you what you think of that new Mortal Kombat movie that's about to come out? 
the fact that they had to put out the first seven minutes to get you hyped up for that movie, it tell you everything you need to know. When you open it up with Sub Zero and Scorpion, come on, man. That's like you bust a nut, even take a clothes off. Excuse my language. But come on. And, and no, ridiculous. No. We yeah, out, oh, baby. This is. <laughs> that's with Jamal and Tommy. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Bye.